Welcome. We are your hosts for Bitches Be Brave. This is Heather Hobbs. And this is Bev Steele. And together we are everyday working women trying to raise a family, succeed at our careers, stay fit and healthy, and still look hot. It's our hope to address the issues that we deal with every day and to bring you the knowledge and information from the top experts so that together we can truly thrive and experience wellness in all dimensions of life. And because we care, please remember the thoughts, comments, and advice of this podcast and our guests do not substitute medical advice and you should consult your doctor before starting any new program. And we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at bitchesbebrave at bitchesbebrave.com or visit our website, bitchesbebrave.com or Instagram at bitchesbebrave. Hello and welcome to Bitches Be Brave. We are so excited today to bring you Mary Kay Mullally. Mary Kay is somebody that Bev and I have known for almost 15 years and she's such an amazing inspiration. Mary Kay has uh, for over 15 years of her personal development, she's been a transformational life and wellness coach who has empowered hundreds of men and women to create results in their business and lives. And we are so excited to have you here today. Mary Kay, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm so honored. It's so, so great to talk to you, Mary Kay. And for me, it's really gone full, full circle because we met back in 2004. I had just had uh, Avery, my youngest, and it was your second year of Step Up for Life. And I remember sitting in your informational meeting and how different women stood up and told their story. And one of our very good friends, Debbie, who we are all still friends with today, stood up and talked about how she was approaching her 50th birthday and what was going to be different. And that was like mind blowing for me. Cause I thought, okay, you know, yeah, what can I do to move things forward and for change? And you were such an inspiration in that. Wow. Thank you so much. And that was really the whole intention of step up for life, which was, a half marathon training program that I created for women to experience doing something they had never done that kind of seemed hard one step at a time. And I really believe that we as women can do anything one step at a time, you know, no matter what that may be. And it was really such an honor and a privilege to work with you and all the ladies that we're still connected today, 15 years later. And I love that we've created that community of women and sisters that support each other. Can you take us through what kind of the transformation on where you got, how you got to that point of starting Step Up for Life? Because we've just seen you take that and really grow even, extend that into many more areas and touching many more lives. But the point where you took your passion and said, hey, I, I really can do something with this and I can support other people. Sure. I mean, I think I have to go back a little bit into my story to give you a bit of a background as to how I got to that point, if that's okay. That would be perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you may hear my accent. As you girls know, I'm from Jamaica. Um, grew up in Jamaica, lived there until I was 16, and uh, moved to Miami, Florida. And uh, that was a pretty big upheaval in my life, leaving my friends and my family and my culture and coming to a new country, a new culture and starting from scratch. 
was was I think the beginning of my fire, if you will. Um, you know, learning how to navigate a, a new culture where, you know, in Jamaica, people weren't that focused on, for example, cult, you know, skin color, but more, you know, uh, class where people came from. Um, you know, it was different, you know, I, suddenly I was in a position where I was different and I had to navigate this whole new world. And I, I consider that a huge blessing because I think it's made me uh, a, a lot more well-rounded and able to be empathetic to a lot more people. So came here and my world was turned upside down and back in went to you know it was right around the, the time of college I, I went to college early went to university of miami and completed my bachelor's there and then went on and did my master's while i was there i developed uh an eating disorder so i had anorexia and i've done a lot of work around this and really my whole life over the years of different transformational things but um, that whole experience of anorexia, healing from that and learning how to take care of myself and how to love myself was, I believe, the beginning of my journey around nutrition and self-care and the importance of, you know, putting energy and effort into self-care. And I'm grateful that my parents had they gave me the support I needed to heal from that in the best way that they could then. Then, you know, fast forward, I completed my um, college degrees and moved back to Jamaica because my mother was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer. And I was, so that was back in 1984. So I was 23 years old. And I wasn't planning to move back there, but I did because I was close to my mom. So she passed away in 1985, sadly, from her cancer. And four years later, my father was diagnosed with um, colon cancer, and he passed away within a matter of months. Um, so I lost both of my parents before turning 30. I, my, I was 28 years old when my dad died and 24 years old when my mom died. So that was really huge for me. And, you know, I, I kind of felt like they didn't take as good care of themselves as they could. And no judgment there. It's just, you know, back in the party days of Jamaica and they did what they did and they passed away, you know, and, and I was, and they had me later in life. So, you know, I was, I was pretty young when they passed. A couple of years later, four years later, I lost my brother to AIDS. So, you know, that was before they had all of the different medications for HIV. And it was kind of a runaway train of death in the gay community. And uh, I was extremely close with him and he passed away in 1992. So, you know, before, you know, at a pretty young age, I had lost four of my immediate family members from diseases that and conditions that were lifestyle related and could probably have been averted from different lifestyles and so that was the beginning of my sort of quest for a higher level of health and doing a lot of research and study about how nutrition can affect our health um so fast forward to then moving to the united states um, 
in 2000, I guess it was 1999, myself and my husband, Rob, and our two kids that were at that time, one going into third grade and one going into sixth grade, moved here from uh, Kingston, Jamaica, uh, for a job opportunity. Uh, you know, I've been in the info, in the IT world for my whole career. So I was moved here for a really fantastic opportunity and um, started working in corporate, which was very different from the corporate scene or the work scene in Jamaica. So that was a whole nother level of stress, a whole nother level of figuring things out. And four years later, I was completely burned out. I, I was just like, wow, uh, here I am working 12, 14, sometimes 16 hour days. You know, I had this, you know, wonderful home, wonderful family, you know, everything was going great, but there was just something missing for me. I, I felt like, wow, I mean, I feel like a, a, a rat on a rat wheel and I have this great life, but what's missing? There, there's something missing and I don't quite know what it is. That led me to personal development work. And that was through my then community of, you know, women, friends uh, who had been introducing me to transformational work for years. And I had been like, talk to the hand, not ready for this, too busy, <laughs> too many things going on. I have young kids, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I just kind of took a step back and, you know, the time was ripe. And so my friend had introduced me to the work of Landmark Education. So I decided, you know what, what do I have to lose? This is someone I really trust. I don't think she's going to be introducing me to anything weird or some cult or anything of that nature because I trust me I've done all of my research so I decided to participate in the landmark forum which is a weekend kind of course that's designed to uncover you know hit your hit our, our hidden beliefs and kind of take a deeper dive under the surface of our lives which is something I had never done and quite frankly I was probably super scared to do and so I got a lot out of that training. And, and that was really, for me, the beginning of getting connected to a larger purpose, one that wasn't all about me, but one in which I realized that it is through giving and outflow that I would have my life be magnificent. It was through contribution and helping others that I would learn what my life was about, if that makes sense. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That makes uh, sense. I love that. I really, what really resonates with me is that you say what a huge blessing some of these very difficult times were for you. And I think about that a lot with my kids. You know, we are always trying to make things easy for them. We don't want them to feel pain that we've felt. But if you really look back at things that made an impact or changed you, it's not the real easy times. It's what you do when things are difficult. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. Well, and I think too, the piece of helping others and how that gives you so much motivation. Cause I know, I mean, it's all about gratitude, right? And it's when we feel gratitude for things, when we feel that we're giving back to others, that's where true, true joy and happiness comes from. So I love that. I have attended the landmark myself and it was, um, I think actually per your recommendation, Mary Kay, and it was All right. definitely one of those transformational times for sure. So 
Um, awesome. How, I mean, so now, I mean, you've transformed your life. I mean, you mentioned you had over 30 years within IT and in the corporate world. And, you know, you've, I've seen you though, kind of move fully into this place of where you go to helping others and, and helping others find that same empowerment and place that you found. And so how did you make that transition for you? Right. So I, it's been a journey and it's been a one step at a time. I mean, I love that I created Step Up for Life as you can do anything one step at a time. And that couldn't have been more true for myself. You know, I think I want to encourage everybody that's listening to that's beginning their journey. You know, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be 58 years old and proud of it in next month. So you know, we must not, we must be careful not to compare my uh, 20 year journey with someone's, you know, 20 week or two year old journey. You know, we're all on a path. And um, I know this is something we're going to talk about later, but one of the things that I think can really sabotage us is comparison. But for me, it has started with a commitment. For me, everything begins with a commitment. Whatever, whatever it is, it is taking the time to stop the madness, if you will, or to stop the merry-go-round of our lives for a brief moment to jump off and take a minute and be like, what is most important to me in my life right now? Like, what is it that I really, really want? And that, for me, is what happened when I began the personal development work that I mentioned with Landmark that I've since done years of other work, but it was, what is it that's most important to me right now? And what is my life really about? You know, if it's not about going to a job every day and spending 12 or 14 hours doing somebody else's work, what is it about? And what is it that lights me up? What's, what's my, what makes me happy? Not even what's my passion, because I think that, that is um, that can become um, old, if you will, or it's been kind of worn out, like find your passion. Well, find what is it that gives you joy? What is it that gives me joy? And that's where I started. And what gave me joy was really feeling my best and feeling healthy and strong and fit. And when I felt that way, I felt like I could do anything. And that is what I wanted to give away to other people with my background and with my own family history of loss around health, that was something that was very, very important to me. And, and so that's where I began and it sort of grew from there. So I would, I, I really have to say it starts with a commitment. And then from there, it's, you know, what I've learned is we're all masters of doing, we're all masters of just do this, get in action do this, do that, take these steps, and you're going to make something happen. Well, that may be. But I also firmly believe, and, and, and again, as a coach and someone that's lived this for the last, you know, what, um, 15, 16 years, uh, is it starts with who we're being. It starts with how I'm being about whatever it is that's important to me. So if I'm going about and I want to make a difference and I want to, you know, let me just say this. Making, you know, making a difference has to start with us putting our oxygen masks on mm -hmm. and having it be okay 
to create our own abundance and wealth and money and riches and, you know, all of that and to have what we want. And, and I, I believe that those things are a byproduct of, our, of doing what we love and making a difference, but it's okay to want that. And that's something mm-hmm. that, I, that I've wanted, you know, and, and it started there as well. But being courageous, you know, this is about bitches be brave. Like I had to brave up, okay? Mm-hmm. And I had to talk to myself and be brave. So being courageous, being loving, being accepting, being, you know, surrendering to what is and not trying to be in resistance to whatever's showing up. There's a million different ways that we can be, but I, be, I believe that it starts with how we're being about whatever it is that we're committed to. And when our whys are big enough, the hows become easy and we figure it out step by step by step. Mm-hmm. I just love hearing that. I know that Heather and I talk about even this podcast and have said to each other, do you have a, a little more skip in your step? And we're very goal oriented and commit and we want things moving forward quickly, but we have to t- kind of talk with each other and say, okay, this cannot become a stress for us. You know, we can grow this and, and uh, there's not a rush on it. You know, is it enough just to feel a little happier? Yeah. I think, you know, we focus this podcast specifically on women and it's not to, you know, discriminate at all, but I think because so many times as women, as mothers specifically, where you're trying to balance work, we put ourselves last, you know, we take care of everybody. And we put a post on our Instagram yesterday because it was Valentine's day saying, but first love yourself that you have to want to spend the, you have to spend the rest of the life of your life with yourself first. So take care of you. And so much of what you said is that, you know, we have to start with who we are, start with who we're being and finding our true happiness. And that actually makes us a better person and therefore we're better to all those other people that we love and care. But going back to the women part, I mean, how it's, I think, especially women with younger children, right? It's so hard to justify or to take that step into saying, I'm going to focus on me and some self-care and put myself first in front of my family. And what do you say to women that are in that position? Well, I mean, for me and people that know me will know I say this all the time. You got to put your oxygen mask on first. Okay, we cannot take care of our children or the people that we love and care about if we are not okay. If we do not put our oxygen masks on first, then it is impossible for us to have what we need to take care of our children and our families. So, I mean, I think that that speaks for itself. You know, we've got to, and and I agree with you 100% on what you said, that as women, we tend to put ourselves last and take care of everyone and everything else. And I think that the, this is the time for us to realize that we must take the time for self-care. We must, because so many people depend on us. If we are depleted, if we are not empowered, then things break down because we are, you know, we are the wind under many people's wings. We're the wind under our children's wings very, very often. We're the wing, the wind under our partner's wings, and we must, must, must take time for self-care. Yeah, and, you, and when you talked about being burned out, you were successful in your career, you had a family. We 
all want to be the best employee, the best mom, the best wife, and you're doing all these things and feeling like, gosh, I'm not doing anything great. So how, how did you transition that where you were working and successful in your career and said, okay, this is, this is the time. Cause I think yeah, that's where it gets um, scary. Yeah. I mean, I, I really just had this burning, you know, kind of feeling that if I kept on doing what I was doing, then something bad was going to happen. Like I was not going to make it, you know, I mean, either physically or, you know, spiritually, I wasn't going to be able to be there for my family. And I was going to be desperately unhappy and unfulfilled. And so I knew I had to make a massive change. And I did, I took a risk and I left the corporate world based on, um, based on that. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I mean, I guess by results, it was the right thing to do because it's led me to where I am today. I mean, there are many times where I've looked back and been like, wow, did I, did I do the right thing? Was that a mistake? If I had stayed in that corporate job, you know, I'd have this, 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 and this, and this amount of pension and 401k and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I did what I felt I needed to do at the time and it took a lot of courage and it took support from my family, from my husband, from, you know, my, my friends to, to do it. Um, got, I got that courage, you know, from taking that time out in my life to do the work that I did, the personal development work that I did. And you know, that work is experiential work. So it's not just like sitting down in a room and thinking for three days. I mean, like it, you're, it's experiential type work. And um, that really helped me to find the courage to make that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. um, and as a result of it, it there have been a lot of ups and downs and bumps in the road and challenges but ultimately, I think it has given me the opportunity to grow in a way that I wouldn't have been able to if I'd stayed safe. Like, you know, ships are made for sailing. They're not meant to stay in safe harbor. And I had been in safe harbor up to that point. And that was in my um, late 30s, early 40s that I, I made that leap, you know? Well, I, for one, am so glad that you did. You you were the first person who introduced me to cleansing, nutritional cleansing. And actually, Bev and I did that one together, our very first cleanse with you. And it's something that's still a part of my practice uh, now. I'm actually, we're starting another one on Wednesday. Awesome. And it's, um, it, it's something that you know I've, I've grown to love, but you've also been that person I always look to and love to hear about what it is that you value, what it is that you find to be healthy and, you know, not just a fad, not just something that's the current trend. So kind of shifting gears. I mean, can you maybe talk about what that looks like for you now? What does health look like? I know you've got, um, and you're vegan, you know, you've put together a vegan cookbook. I've seen you all over Facebook with so many amazing ideas, but I also know that you value things that are truly 
healthy for your gut, for instance, like bone yeah. broth uh, we've talked about. And um, that's something I am huge, hugely a support of for my own son. But maybe just if you could share with us where you're at from a nutritional standpoint and your beliefs around that and maybe what, what a day looks like for you. Sure. So nutritional cleansing, you talked about that. I mean, for me, that's just really flooding your body with nutrient, so nutrient density. So foods that are high in nutrients and low in calories. You know, we we don't need to necessarily starve our bodies in order to cleanse. And I think that that's something that, you know, with the advent of juice cleanses and the master cleanse and all these different cleanses, we actually don't need to starve in order to cleanse but we do need to give our bodies high level of nutrients and a low level of calories in order to facilitate cleansing. So, you know, for me, health begins there, nutrient density, making sure that we're, we're, we're consuming nutrient dense foods um, that are, that are balanced in, in nature. So yes, I am vegan, but I consider myself uh, a nutritarian. Meaning that even though, I mean, the hard line for me at the moment is that I don't eat animal flesh, but that's just my personal choice. I don't have anything against anybody that eats animal meat or animal products of any kind. For me, it just, it doesn't work. And so it works for my body to not eat meat, but I do have things that are nutrient rich and I know are healing for my body. So for example, I take collagen. It makes my skin amazing. It makes my joints feel better. It reduces inflammation around the joints and in my body. And, you know, I love running and I love working out and having uh, a pain-free body is very important to me. And so I found collagen. One of the main sources of collagen is bone broth. So I started experimenting with buying it and seeing if I could tolerate it and you know, I just, I just fell in love with it. And then I was like, wow, why can't I make this? And I started making it myself. So I will do bone broth and, you know, for vegans out there that be like, oh, well, you're not really a true vegan, maybe, but I, I'm more of a, I'm a nutritarian. Like I will eat things that have nutritional benefit, not just because it doesn't fall within a certain box. So you know, for me, health is about feeling vibrant, feeling our best, having the energy to live the lives that we're committed to living, whatever that may be. And I know that the starting point of that is what we put into our body, you know, so, you know, like, let thy food be thy cleanse and let thy cleanse be thy food. And the same for medicine, you know, I think food is medicine. And by eating foods that are free of pesticides and chemicals and are organically grown, I give myself the best opportunity in my mind of eliminating and ridding myself of those things that we really don't know what they're doing inside of our body. Just because the FDA says, oh, this has been tested and this chemical is okay. I mean, we really don't know what it's doing. And if I just look at the statistics of the rise in things like ADHD and diabetes and all of the, you know, the things that everybody talks about, cardio cancer and, you know, cardiovascular disease and all of that, like it has to have something to do with the food that we're putting into our bodies or the 
chemicals that we're exposed to. So for me, health is about eliminating chemicals. And that begins by eating organic food. And so I eat organic and I stay away from any kind of chemical, not just ingested, but also what I put on my skin, what I put in my hair, what I, you know, clean my body with, all it has to be clean, natural, chemical-free things. So for me, that's where health starts. Yeah. And, you know, I, since you were the first person to introduce us to cleansing, I'm curious as to what you think of the rising popularity of intermittent fasting. I actually practice intermittent fasting myself. Um, I kind of stumbled into it because I've never been a morning eating kind of person. And I, I started doing a lot of research around fasting. I've done, I've done tons of fasts. Like I've done water fasts. The, I think the longest water fast I've ever done is about seven days. I, oh there's a lot of different um, philosophies around water fasting. Um, I don't necessarily recommend it, you know, unless you have some experience around nutritional cleansing. You know, you can nutritionally cleanse with liquids that are high nutrients and have very little calories and not damage your metabolism. Um, mm-hmm. I've done juice cleanses. I've done other cleanses. But what I find works for me is to give my body a few hours of rest from food so that it can go through an elimination phase first thing in the day, in the first part of the day. So I try to stop eating at seven o'clock. That's just my time. Seven o'clock is my cutoff. And then I don't eat again until around 11 to 12 the next day. I do drink though. I do have nutritionally dense liquids, you know, so um, minerals, for example, I do a mineral drink that is loaded with 70 different trace minerals, um, pleasant tasting. I mean, minerals can literally taste like dirt, but I have something (laughs) that tastes pleasant that gives me my minerals. And when your body has minerals, your cells can work and, you know, your body can continue its functions. I mean, you're not going to go necessarily go run and do a 10 mile run on just water or just minerals in the morning. And that's not what I'm doing, but I start with water. So uh, I start my day with 32 ounces, 24 to 32 ounces of water. I got myself one of those um, one quart mason jars, which is 32 ounces. And I fill that up. I sometimes do lemon with stevia. I have a horrible sweet tooth. So stevia is my, mm-hmm. my, my friend. Same I here. Some lemon, I... Right. Yeah. I have it horrible. everywhere. <laughs> right. So I'll do my stevia lemonade in the, in the morning, fill, make a 32 ounce jar of that and sip that until that's done. And, or, you know, if it's cool, cold, like it is right now here in our area, I'll make some kind of herbal tea. I love ginger tea. So, you know, anything that you can see through counts as water. So whether it's a tea like that or something like lemonade. So I start with water and, um, and then I start eating at 11. So I'm a big proponent of intermittent fasting. I think it allows the body to go through an elimination phase in the morning. It, um, I don't necessarily use it for weight loss, although it can help with weight loss because you're pretty much eliminating a meal. You know, uh, I do recommend though that you try to incorporate minerals in 
the morning if you are going to engage in intermittent fasting and not eat until 11 or 12 in the in the day so you can do that easily by adding a little pinch of a very good himalayan pink salt um is an easy way to get minerals because that's what they are it's just loaded with minerals so i i love intermittent fasting yes i have a question mary Kay. i have three daughters and i of course you know you're uh, comments about the eating disorder. I, of course, I went through crazy dieting things in my life. So I am always really aware of what I'm saying to my kids. But it's very natural to feed them in a way that is not what I'm doing today. Like I, I don't want to eat until I'm hungry. And then I'm telling them, you got to have something for breakfast. So where, how do you balance that um, as when being a mom and knowing that you want to create very good um, habits for them where it's really, you know, driven in that they have to have a good breakfast before they go to school and they have to have a lunch and then they have to have a dinner. Right. You know, I, I, that, I think it's a really, really great question. And I think the thing, the, 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 the thing that we need to remember is that our, our kids' bodies are growing. So if they are, you know, under 18, their bodies are growing and they have different needs than we as adults do. Um, you know, I also think though that we get to listen to them and ask them questions because the last thing that I would want, you know, is having a kid that really can't manage food in the morning pound food and then they're throwing off at school or something. I mean, not to be gross, but right, right. Um, I think we get to really listen, ask questions and ask them what they're experiencing. Like I'm a big proponent of getting really curious around our kids and finding out what's going on for them and maybe finding something that can give them nutrition in an easily absorbed way. Maybe that's a smoothie, you know, maybe that's something that they're, that they can tolerate because you know, if we, if we really talk to them and find out, okay, they're not really feeling hungry until lunch. If we give them something that's nutrient dense, maybe it's a, maybe it's a green juice that has apple and lemon and it's tasty and, you know, but it has tons of nutrients and they can, they can absorb that. I mean, I don't know, maybe kids wouldn't be into a green juice, but you know, if they taste good, they might have it or a smoothie or something that is light enough to give them the nutrition they need to make it through school and then be able to have their lunch from there. Does that make sense? So, you know, I'm a big proponent in not necessarily having to follow the rules, but listening and, and being sensible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny. And my, my oldest daughter is a freshman in college now. And I would always like, Oh, you need to eat this. You need to eat eggs. And there, it would be a source of, of fighting, but she has taken the things I think that she has heard over the years and it's fun watching her incorporate those into her life now. So sure. I guess my message is, you know, you, you want them to eat so well and you want them to have all these good habits, but you know, just kind of keep, keep bringing those things up and educating them and eventually they'll decide where, where it fits in their life. And finding what works for them as well. You, you know, yeah. our, so my daughter, um, you know, after she graduated from college and she definitely, unfortunately and sadly, suffered from the, the freshman 15. But once she graduated and she recognized that now she was out of that stressful scene and 
whatever else. And we worked together. I mean, we, we actually worked together to figure out what was going to work for her to, to get her weight back down to a healthy weight. I mean, not like it was an unhealthy weight, but to where she wanted it to be. Um, and what we, you know, what we realized, and just to kind of touch on this, since you brought up the whole college thing, is that the adrenals get shot when kids mm-hmm. are in college, especially us, you know, especially girls, especially young women, their adrenals go through the roof and it is so difficult to get them back in line. Uh, and once you do though, then that weight can come off really, really easily. So there's some great supplements that you can take for adrenal, you know, balance mm-hmm. to getting the adrenals back in balance. And for me, that's the first step in, you know, for people that are in college that are trying to get their weight um, controlled is start with the adrenals and start with a good uh, adrenal supplement, you know? So, yeah. I a hundred percent agree. That was a game changer for me is taking adrenals in the morning um, because it's like you can do so much, right? You can have, you can eat healthy, you can work out healthy, but if your adrenals are shot from stress and your cortisol is through the roof, you're going to struggle to get those pounds off and they're going to pack around areas that you really hate, like your gut and your belly. And yeah, Yeah. it's going to be tough. Awesome. Well, and then I've got, (laughs) I think it's so true and funny. I'm giggling to myself because I've been a vegetarian for over 30 years. I haven't had any meat and I have a son who eats nothing but meat. I mean, he, that is just, he came out just, that's what he wants and that's what he lives on. I mean, he can go without carbs. He can go without sugar, but he needs his meat. <laughs> so I think everyone is so unique and different. And uh, yeah, our house is, is an interesting one to make dinner for. But um. <laughs> so Mary Kay, I want to just ask you, um, you know, something that we've asked all of our guests on here, but if you could just explain to us what, and I think you already answered this, but what does it mean to you to be brave? Yeah. You know, um, that is a really great question. And for me, I think it is to first of all acknowledge that sometimes we are afraid and have it be okay. It's okay. You know, I, I, I think we can get so busy and so caught up in life and what's happening to us and the challenges that maybe we're dealing with that we we kind of brush fear and the emotions that we are feeling under the carpet and under the table. And we don't take a moment to acknowledge that maybe we are stressed or maybe we, that stress is covering up fear. So to me, it's being brave means acknowledging that we are actually afraid of whatever it might be that we're facing and having that be okay and not judging ourselves and making ourselves wrong because we are feeling that way. And once we are able to do that, at least once I'm able to do that, I know it makes, it creates an opening for something other than fear to arise. And for me, that is taking action and, you know, like figuring out what is the next indicated step in the face of this situation that I am in fear of and taking it in spite of being afraid. Like for me, that is what courage is. That is what bravery is, is being able to act in the face of fear and not have that fear stop, stop me and, and stop us, you know? And, and a lot of times 
I think that our stories stop us, you know, like we, we, we have stories about ourselves that we're not good enough or we're inadequate or whatever. And that's part of the, the whole fear equation, but you know, it's just acknowledging being okay with where we are, just taking a moment to be like, what do I need right now? Like, what am I feeling? Okay. I'm afraid. What do I need? I, you know, do I need a, a moment? Do I need a little quiet time? Do I need to talk to somebody, reach out to a friend that I can trust and figure out what's the next step. So I, I, I think fear is one of our greatest teachers. Mary Kay, I could spend hours talking to, to you today. I mean, just on the whole collagen thing, I have a million questions. So where can our listeners get a hold of you for questions or support, mentoring? Sure. Um, best place to get hold of me is through Facebook. Um, you'll, I'm sure you'll have my, the spelling of my name. It's Mary Kay Mullally with four L's. Um, that's really the best place to reach me. I'm pretty active on there and you can send me a message or yeah, send me a message through Facebook. Yeah. And we'll put that information on our Instagram bitches be brave today and announce this great podcast. Heather, did you have a quote for us today? I do. I found one um, that I think is so perfect for today. And this is actually from Simon Sinek. And it says, working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. And I think that fits so well with going out there and being brave and putting your oxygen mask on you first and taking care of you. Mary Kay, thank you so much for all of your amazing insight and expertise and just love you so much. Thank you so much for your time. And Mary Kay, I thank feel like we didn't, so have much. En- we didn't have enough time and I hope that you would be willing to come back as we get questions. Um, just the piece on the stress and, you know, you can be doing all the right things. And if you have that still in place, you know, it's not going to move you forward. Absolutely. I'd be happy to girls anytime. I love you so much. So <laughs> grateful that after 15 plus years, we're still in each other's lives and are here to support each other's in, in, in this sisterhood that we're in. So anytime, yes. my honor and privilege. Thank you so much. Mary Kay, I'm me. feeling a step up for life reunion. <laughs> yes, we've got yes. to do it. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, let's plan uh, it. Okay, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye, ladies. Bye bye.